Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. You know, at the start of this year, they passed the SECURE Act 2.0. So that means obviously it's supposed to be better. But what it did is it kind of gave cover for employers. Hmm. So employers now can, when they're signing up new employees or signing up a new plan, they can they can opt in. In other words, they no longer... The employer doesn't have to give an option to the employee hmm. whether or not you want to be participate in this 401k plan, right? Hmm. So the employers kind of has this cover from this new Secure 2.0 Act that they can automatically opt in employees, and employees have to opt out, or else they're automatically in the there, plan. And some of them, I believe, it's it's the initial opt in, but also there can be um, elevators throughout the time to say right. you may come in at maybe three percent. They may get bumped up to four percent and five percent to get to a, a savings level, and I mean, I, I think the government is is trying to take this step because they're acknowledging the importance of retirement plans for mm-hmm. our um, community, you know, for, right. for our country. I mean, years years ago, it was a private employer would provide pensions. You know, think of Boeing or Hershey or something. They they would provide these these great pensions that would take care of their own employees. Mm-hmm. Well, with the advent of the four hundred one k. Um, it kind of shifted that burden a little bit from the, the the company needing to be the one to do this to each individual having an opportunity through their company plan, but having an opportunity to fund their own accounts. Mm-hmm. And if people don't fund them appropriately, if they don't opt in, uh, we get a whole generation that can get to retirement and really be in a, a hard spot. They just well, have social security. And I, th- and I think there is a whole generation. I think the baby boomers, my generation, uh, you know, we started with 401k, so the, the you know, the the generation of my parents, uh, they had pensions and they had other income sources, but the baby boomers starting in the late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. 401k started to really diminish and less and less companies were offering those kind of benefits. Social security was never meant to replace all of your income. And unfortunately, as we know, from, the, from all the studies we've looked mm-hmm. at and the people that we interface with, Sometimes Social Security is all they've got, right? And it's, it was never meant to be more than about a forty percent replacement of your of your income when you stepped into right. retirement. Right, and a safety net, right? There's right. a, a safety net so everyone could be okay. You know, not that you'd be relying on that. So we think of retirement plan. That's kind of what we're talking about tonight. Today, based on this this push, you know, with the Secure Act Secure Act two of the government trying to, I guess, encourage everyone to get involved, to right. encourage companies to opt in their folks to get everyone participating. So that this, these next generations are better. With a retirement plan, we have a lot of folks, and this gets me excited. We, when we get retirement planning, this is where people come in um, to our firm thinking about retirement. They're either younger and they say, what, what should I be saving? I want a retirement I'm excited about. Or they're right at retirement and say, well, I've done a number of things, but but where do I go from now? Right. Uh, where do I go from here? And, and that retirement planning question, um, it, it's part math. It's also part emotions of, of how you feel about transitioning out of work. 
But but a lot of it, uh, you use this analogy a lot in the past, is kind of like farming to say you, know, you have a crop in one year, and if you just eat all that, it's gone, you're done. You know, and you you have nothing for the next year. But if you set aside a certain amount of seed, and then that next season you plant it, you you deploy it. That's what brings you that next crop the next year. And there's always a risk when you let go of the money. And and again, it goes back to the conversation when we have a, you know, we're sitting down with somebody who's just kind of starting out in their mm-hmm. adult life, what I call it. And I'm trying to encourage them to put in, you know, 5%, 7%, 10%. Mm. And they look at me and say, I I can't even put the ins together. Mm. And you're asking me to save, you know, something I don't have. And my response is, yeah, you do. Whatever that time issue is, you're going to look back at it. And you're going to say, I wish that I did. Yeah. And, and you're going to regret that you didn't take advantage of the time. Because as we know, time is really, really generous for investing, right? For investing, that's right. Because and and that comment, I mean, there's so many folks I think who who feel, hey, when I make a little more, right. then I will, you know, do X, Y, or Z. And that, that's some people do, but that is a really hard struggle because as soon as you start making a little more, well, you know that thing we never upgraded with the house, and you have this car that we're barely holding right. together, and right. you never get to it. So, I mean, at its core, a lot of the financial planning is saying, what can I do today, whatever the age is, that's going to benefit my future, knowing or anticipating that someday I'm going to work less, whether it's going down to part-time, whether it's, you know, con- completely retiring. And, and I, I use the analogy a lot, kind of with either sports or theater or uh, a movie, even to say, if you had to watch one quarter or one portion of a movie or of a sports game, especially, which one would you watch? The answer is always the fourth quarter, right? right? That's the most interesting. That's the most exciting. We just came out of March Madness and, you know, there's so many games that the, the last few seconds even are the most exciting. And so for, for people to say, you know, when they hit retirement, it's not like the game's over, not like they're done, not like they're going to go out into the pasture. I mean, all those analogies from years ago, I think are really unfortunate. You know, they're not helpful. But to say this is the fourth quarter, this is the time when everything you've done throughout your whole life and building and all the good plays, all the good moments, right. this is what they're building towards to really finish well. And some of that takes some takes some planning. And that's a lot of what we well, do is put numbers to that. And I look at it as discipline. You know, going back to the farming illustration, it takes discipline to be a good farmer. You can't, um, and just to give a biblical reference, you know, Proverbs Proverbs is full of stories about the lazy farmer or the person who doesn't take care of the things when they need to take care of them. Because when calamity strikes, Mm -hmm. when the thing comes at you and you're unprepared for that, you're unprepared for whatever that is. Mm -hmm. For us, we're talking about you're unprepared for that time when you either step into retirement You've lost your job, disability, death in some cases. People are not prepared for it because mm. they because they have not taken the necessary steps to, to protect themselves, mm. more importantly. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we're not talking about extreme wealth. What we're talking about is being consistent yeah. with providing for your future economic needs, right? right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. Yeah, so much. Well, we can put a few numbers just as, as a rule of thumb. We'll probably talk a little bit what the retirement planning really looks like. But I mean, for a lot of folks, say someone's in their, their 20s right. um, or maybe let's we'll skim 30. They just started their first real job, their first real co- career. And often we get the question, what should I be doing with retirement? How much do I need to put in? Um, and, and a lot of that, you know, especially in the financial planning world, you know, starts with all these assumptions. What do you assume inflation will be? What do you assume uh, your rate of return is going to be? And candidly, most people have no idea. You know, they don't. It's have really a shot in the dark. It really is. We don't know. I mean, yeah. I've been in this business for over forty years, and I've seen just about every economic 
travail, I guess, you know, mm. ups and downs that you mm-hmm. can possibly imagine over that period of time. Uh, the one thing I can tell you for assurance, though, is that the world didn't end. Yep. I mean, it still continued. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how many times you live through <laughs> moments. I mean, it, it, this wasn't a big one, but, you know, Y2K. You right. thought everything was going to melt down. You know, it was oh a recent one. But there's much bigger ones that you lived through, saying the, the world appeared to be on the brink. Right. And yet we've endured. Um, yeah, but w- with that, I mean, part of part of what I feel that a good advice to the 30-year-old is just get started. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the perfect number. It doesn't have to be the best number but just get started and make it part of your regular budget. Yeah. And again, I mean, what I have found is that through the years working with people who tell me they don't have the extra money, I said, you know, I, I kind of mm. believe the emotions. I said, okay, let's, let's analyze this. So we go through and we do a very specific budget for their life. And every time, Jeremiah, every time mm. there's never been a time where I could come up and say, Oh, you're right. You don't have any money left over. But when I do the actual mm. budget and I really go through the hard numbers, everybody has extra money. Yep. It's how they choose to spend their money that's the most important. Yeah. And we've talked about it. People went, oh, I've got an extra $50 a month. I'm going to go do this. Or I get an extra $100 a month. I'm going to go do that. Or then they leverage themselves, right? Mm. They go buy something that, and they pay this exorbitant interest, right. either on a credit card or they buy a new car or you know, you know, just things like they're just not making good choices yeah. because their 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 personal desires get ahead of mm. the practical aspects of what they should be accomplishing yeah. in their lives. There's, there's, that's a great comment. I think there's some real wisdom in saying you, you got to enjoy some of your money. There's got to be joy in the process. What's the um, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, right? right? right. You know, there, there's bits of that. However, there's some hard medicine at times to say, okay, if, if you're 30 and you have this job, you have these goals and ambitions to maybe buy a house. It may be something they're working towards. Well, if you start also saving for retirement, that house is going to take longer. Yeah. You're going to have to delay that gratification. However, um, that is a much better function for your future to be doing both. And I tell people a lot that it's a both and function, not do I save for a house or do this? Right. Or, you know, you kind of have to do both and, and keep moving. And and move that prudently. And, you know, there's some folks that will say, you know, putting 7% into um, their retirement seems nice, but a lot of people, 15% is a really good rule of thumb so, of keeping on track for retirement. So how do we determine what is the right savings rate? Hmm. You know, somebody comes to me and says, well, how much should I set aside? I mean, it seems like I'm putting away $10 a month. Doesn't seem like it's very practical. Yeah. And, and if there was a number that was just a number for everybody, it would be blasted off the internet. And there's rules of thumb, 10%, 15%, what you can afford a couple hundred dollars, but but really what what we do you know, um, is is the planning side to mm-hmm. say everyone's um, income f- picture in retirement and in later in life as well as their expenses is different. And you know even just as we think through it, like you know, you're going to have some sort of retirement income, you know a, a qualified account, a four hundred one k, an IRA. There, there's something like right. that. There's probably going to be some social security that you'll have. Right. Um, there's probably going to be some sort of a a pension or an annuity. Or something like anyone who's a teacher or works for a city or a government agency, they're going to have a pension. So that's part of it. Um, Part-time work. I mean, it used to be years ago that people would think to retire. I have this moment. I'm done. But man, with remote work and I think people just acknowledging that they don't want to sit on a porch and rock after they've retired, finding something that's an enjoyable part-time job, I think, is is a the new dynamic of retirement. We've had a number of folks, especially engineers, who finish out their career. But then they come back as a consultant right. and they have another four or five years where they're working um, and making not as much as they used to, but really good money still. 
Um, and they enjoy it. They love solving problems. They love being involved in a team, but they don't have the burden of going in, you know, 40 hours a week. Um, and, and to them that, that builds a, a, a new future. So that's on the, the income side or the, the, yeah, the income side, the expense side is, is the one that's unique per person. What does it cost to run your household? Have you paid off your house? What trips to your spouse do you want to take with your spouse? There's a number of things. We'll talk a little more in the next section on, on, on the specifics of this, but it's very unique person to person of what they're going to need in retirement and therefore what they need to be planning for. And what we're going to talk about in the next is that there actually is documentation now that having a financial planner for a wealth management adds incredible uh, value. And we've actually got some verification of this now with a lot of studies that have been done over the last several decades that having a proper advice adds significant value to your economic outcome. Uh, we'll return. We'll talk more about this on our next segment. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned he can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back. We've been talking about retirement. We've been talking about retirement planning and what that looks like for folks. You know, some people see that as boring, but ultimately this is such a key piece for everyone to live you know, they're working days peacefully, but also walk into retirement peacefully. I mean, there's, there's a lot of emotions tied up in you know, you call it cutting that cord, but retiring right. and feeling, am I going to have enough? Um, and not just enough, am I going to get by and not go to zero, but do I have enough to take a trip? Do I have enough to do, do something I have with my spouse? Do I have enough to live my life the way I want to live it? Yep. You know? And especially and that, for people who have done well, like they've, they've worked hard, they've done well, they have good account balances, but we've seen them people, they just sit there biting their nails. I, I retired. I yeah, I have a big, nice nest egg, and I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And so, part of the planning is is putting some detail to that. And we were talking in the last segment. You know, it's it's figuring out all the income sides because it's not just your retirement account. You know, a lot of people see it as this one one baby sitting here, and I just got to protect it. But there's Social Security. There's sometimes pensions or annuities. There's income. There's there's how you take income out of that. Yeah, I mean, tax planning. What you pay in interest. I mean, we've we've had. I mean, from two thousand nine through uh, basically first of 21, we had a phenomenal time where people could refinance the equities on their homes, mm. shot up dramatically. Interest rates were historically very low. We had, a, we had a way to consolidate and get historically low interest rates. Um, and we, we encourage people not to borrow more than what they needed to, but take advantage of these low interest rates to get rid of these higher cards. You know, the, the most disheartening thing for me is when you help somebody through it and you find that they've gone back and, and just did the mm. exact same thing. Picked before. up credit card debt or other oh things goodness, that yes. are not drives, useful. Drives me. I just, I, my heart just aches because I can see that they're just moving towards something that's going to be, uh, it's not going to be a good end. Yeah, right? it's not a good outcome. And, and so part of the, the financial planning we do is, 
is the math, but it also is the emotions. But there's a, a recent study that we were just looking at of, of kind of kind of trying to quantify the value of a financial advisor. And you know, they came out, which you know, of course, we we like the study, but it comes out to say there's a, there's a seven percent value year over year over year on your you know, basically on yeah, before your own case. And the seven percent is not is not tied to the rate of return. You know, whereas a lot of people say, well. What you're telling me is mm-hmm. that if we work with you, you're going to give me a 7% greater rate of return. That's not what we're saying. But if we do the tax planning, if we do the budget management, if we do the amount of money that you should pay into your 401k, the estate planning, all the issues, and more importantly, what they're talking about is avoiding the, ma- the major mm-hmm. mistakes. Mm-hmm. Many times people make some major mistakes that they have to pay for years before mm-hmm. before those mistakes are resolved. Yeah. And having a good financial plan and having a constant advice, what this study showed is that if people can just avoid the, the major errors and just do the basic, you know, constant planning, taking that advice for what it is and what mm-hmm. it's worth is, it adds 7% per year in additional better. I mean, if you had a doctor mm-hmm. that if you sat down and says, if you just follow my regiment, and you meet with me once a year, let's say, mm-hmm. but you're going to have a 7% advantage as far as age and health and everything else. Yeah. How much would that be worth to you? Yeah, that's right. How many people would jump on that? And if we just turn it over, like you're saying, if it was just a straight return, if we, if there right. was someone who could say, we'll just give you 7% more return with the same risk on your money, I think you have people flocking to that. But what I think people, it's the same value, but they don't always understand is having someone in your life that's giving you good counsel Right. And, and taking good advice and moving forward and avoiding some of these major pitfalls is is tangible value and to the tune of 7% a year. So some of the pitfalls that we we talk about and we see on a regular basis, it, one is autopilot. You know, we've seen a number of folks who will put their, uh, you know, they're, they're 30, they got a good job, they start a 401k, they start investing, and they just put on autopilot, which is better than obsessing over it. But they put on autopilot with either way too much risk or what we see, what I see more often see is a lot, way more conservative. Right. So they're 30. They don't want to lose any money and they put it all in a very safe, stable, conservative thing. And they start adding to it. 20 years later, they come back to their account and say, well, this is what I put in and there's yeah, a little bit extra. And they've just been so conservative over that much time. And so re- adjusting the accounts to what makes sense for their life then is, is a really good idea. So not being too risky or too conservative. Um, the other one we see, not just the autopilot, but is when you change jobs. We said it's a big oh, moment. Oh my goodness, this is a big deal. Yeah, people, they, they got their job, they the first job. They are putting in money. They're saving for retirement. They're on track. It looks great. They end up changing jobs. Almost everybody does at some point. When they get to their new job, they look at their new paycheck and say, well, I'll start doing that retirement thing again soon. But at the moment, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And they have a chance to kind of rethink it. Yeah. And you've got typically some timeline. When you started with a new employer, you got like six months or so typically before 401k is offered. Mm-hmm. And so during that period of time, people have a tendency just to all of a sudden they start spending all their money. Yeah. They start spending all of their income plus. They go, well, I can't really save. And it just, it's it's a terrible mistake. Yeah. And you, you stay in that new job for 10, 15 years and you look back and you say, oh, look at all the time I've wasted. Right. I could have had advantage of that and they didn't do it. Right. That's yeah. one of those pitfalls. It's just a pitfall that people fall into. The other one is a life event. And these ones are hard because you have a real life event, a job loss, a death of a family member, something that's extreme. Right. And we've had a number of clients who will say, hey, I was on track. I was doing well. Then I got to my 40s and this happened. And so I cleaned out my 401k. I used all the money to do this. <laughs> and sometimes that's your only option, right? But oh, yeah. but often it's not. Often it, yeah, it, 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 yeah. it's the easiest option. Yeah. You know, And people will see that as a, 
hey, I'm not stealing from myself at the moment. It's just, you know, my future, I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. And they, they emptied his accounts. When looking back, they, they maybe had four or five other options that would have allowed them to leave their 401k and let it grow for their future as we'll deal with that emergency. And, and part of that is having someone in your life to, to walk through that, to say, right. what are my other options? What are things I don't know about, either a loan or a refinance or whatever it may be? Um, I, for example, you can take a loan from your 401k. Rather than taking out the money and paying all the taxes, most employers allow you to take a loan from that, an right. emergency loan. You use that money and then you pay it back over time. And when you pay it back, what you're doing is you're just paying back the money that you borrowed from yourself. Yeah, that interest you pay right. goes into your own account. Yeah, you're, you're paying it right back to yourself. Right, it's right. a great, good uh, asset. So rather than people just dumping and pulling it out, they you know, there's an option there. Um, another item that people will just miss is if they're behind on their retirement accounts, as they approach uh, retirement, they could get what's called catch-up contributions. So after age 50, there's some great rules that allow them to put in extra money. Right. And often... At age, not always, but often at those years, the kids may be out of college, um, they're out of the house probably, potentially out of college, and you're potentially in some of your highest earning years. And so even right. if you're behind, if, if retirement's still five or 10 years away, wow, you have some incredible moments to catch up and really change the the what your retirement's going to look like. Yeah, it's interesting. All the studies we've looked at, is it better for you to add more money to your retirement plan or is it better for you to work another two or th- maybe one, one or two mm. or three years? And all the studies come back and say there's so much more economic advantage if you extend your work life by, let's say, two years. It does significantly more to the retirement outcome. Yeah, uh, most people would argue that that that's not that significant, but it is. Yeah. it is. It's it's a huge yeah. difference in right. the outcome. Well, I think candidly, if you put them together to right. say, "Hey, I, I'm 55, I'm 60, I'm 64, I'm looking at retiring. I I don't think it looks that great. I'm not sure what I can do." And we have a, people who come and we'll do the planning for them and say, "Okay, here's some piece of advice. You know, start maxing out your retirement to avoid some taxes now." Right. Work as much as you can. Work for an extra two or three years, even though it's not happy. Um, that it's not your your plan A, perhaps. But work a couple more years, and man, that can dramatically change what your retirement looks like. Going from scraping by and worrying to saying, "No, we can take that trip as a couple, and we can be involved in these things." And and the value I think that we add in that moment that any financial advisor adds is is the math part of it. To mm-hmm. say, if you do this, this is what your future looks like. Yeah, and I think I think the you know, math, but also behavior. Mm. We need to, in some cases, confront people because they're their own worst enemy. They they tell you, well, I can't do this because, I can't do that because. And the issue is we need to dig deeper into that reason for because. And oftentimes it doesn't have what I consider validity. Mm. And the issue is, is are you willing to trade up? Are you willing to trade what could be a phenomenal retirement for this short-term thing that you want right now, mm-hmm. whatever that is, and 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 again, I'm not. We're not trying to be the joy killers all the time. We're trying to help people have more security. There will be a time when you can take advantage of extra income and extra benefit, mm-hmm. but there's also times when you have to say no to that and and continue on the path. Right? It's the discipline yep. of becoming a good ball player. Well, you have to have a coach that'll take you through all the mm-hmm. regiment of training and the discipline so that you become the best for what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And the benefit comes at the end, right? Yep. Yep. And the same with retirement. I mean, you're exactly right. As you build through, I mean, man, it's the fourth quarter. It's it's not it's not the, the, the throwaway moment of retirement. Like that's the moment where people really want to enjoy their families, enjoy what they've built. Um, and, and there's it's a beautiful moment when people can walk through their retirement that they want. 
So what we're trying to get across here is that working with an appropriate financial planner can add as much as 7% to your annual rate of return on capital. Let us show you how we can provide you a 7% advantage on your overall financial health. That includes a lot of different things, but most importantly, we can coach you and help you through the process. Until next week, folks, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening. Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm.